me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. People dying, kill me in the packing house. Even you have to so, uh, hey! Welcome to the Bunny Ears Podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> That's that's who I am. Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm Macaulay Culkin, and um, yeah, this week we have a very very special guest. Uh, he actually emptied all of his pockets onto my table before yeah. yeah before he showed up. So I could do some yoga on your on your lawn. I know you have a money clip with your with with your, your initials on it. Uh-huh. You got your wallet. You actually, is, is okay. Is that your nail clipper? Yeah. Okay, because I actually need a nail clipper. I'm can't, not going to use yours. No, no, because no, I need. You can some, if you want. I, I uh, you know, just you know, just hygiene and so forth. I'm know? compulsive. I'm constantly picking at my nails, so I keep a you, nail clip around. You're one of those people. I know. Yeah. I get it. I get Especially it. Especially on airplanes and long car rides from San Diego. So uh, here's our guest, Mr. Jeff Ross. Woo! Hold on, hold on. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, that, was, that was him spanking me. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, you actually just came back from Comic-Con. God bless you. God bless of you for course. coming. Like This this is a man who came straight from Comic-Con, like, you know, didn't even go home. No. He still has Comic-Con gear. Wait, yeah. wait, hold on a second. Is that how you actually dressed for Comic-Con? No, it's how I dressed for the, uh, the walk co- around the exhibit hall <laughs> for 20 minutes before. It became overwhelming, got in the car, and drove up to you. Oh, there you go. Well, Thinking it would take three hours, but it took like five. Yeah, no. Welcome to fucking the drive from LA to San Diego. You know, yeah. But it was fun. I'd never been to Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask, what, what are you doing there? Um, I was there for a panel. Uh, I was I'm uh, in the cast of Crank Yankers coming back on Comedy Central. Holy shit, that's coming back. Yeah, and it's really funny. I saw some of the uh, rough footage of some of the prank phone calls from Tracy Morgan and Chelsea Peretti and Bobby Moynihan, and they're all really fucking hilarious. Well, that's fucking cool. I actually didn't even know until you just told me. Yeah, and yeah. I made a few prank calls. Too. It was well, I was going to say, like, no, you're on the panel just for no reason. Yeah, like, yeah no, I figured. Like, it was yeah, good. It was good. It and I'd never yeah. been to Comic-Con. I kind of liked the vibe. It was fun. Did you see some cool costumes? Yes. I I would have to say Comic-Con has the largest per capita amount of scantily clad fat people I've ever seen. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Like bursting from the seams kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You hear that plane? That's a whole plane full of action figures headed to Comic-Con right now. Comic-Con right now. They're just going to drop them all over the beach in San Diego. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I didn't realize that a Cyclops was that big. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a nice day back here. I know. Listen, okay. So, Mr. Jeff Ross showed up at uh, uh, my place, and he came straight from Comic-Con. And the first thing he did was he got into my front yard and did Downward Dog. Yeah. So, you yoga, man? I've been, I do yoga after long flights, long rides, before a big performance. I try to just get my shoes off, get my phone off, and center myself and relax a little bit yeah yeah because you, you also did it just, just in my backyard you did yeah. my front yard and backyard me and the gnome so. i get it yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i get the gnome joke i love it yeah you like that yeah it's good yeah thank you thank you very clever <laughs> yeah thank you that was me do all your, me do your do your fan do your listeners know about that uh, um i'm not sure if they do but yeah you, you describe it actually i mean i walk out and there's this gorgeous house and animals, and I go through your private office through the back, and there's this beautiful lawn that one would assume a man of your caliber would have, and this this luscious lawn. 
there's only one thing on it in the middle of the lawn is a gnome. And I look at it, I didn't think much of it. And then as I did yoga spinning around your lawn, I was like, oh, gnome alone. And there it is. And I'm not usually one to pick up those kind of... But you found it. I love how you uh, you're, <laughs> you own your persona like no, like no other. Oh, grassy ass and, and you know, so mercy buttercups. He came right out with the Emmanuel Lewis uh, joke. And, <laughs> and uh, when you were on my podcast, you made a, a, a great joke. My cousin Ed was the largest baby born in Florida. And he was bragging about the press he got when he was born 15 pounds like 30 something years ago. And you said, you said, well, from one child star to another. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. It was great. It was great. You made it. You made it. And kid. I'm happy to be here at, at, at your place. You know, and thanks for coming. I know. I, I, I could tell. Like, yeah, like, I, I knew, I knew uh, uh, on a better day you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't cancel and you didn't want to cancel. And I'll but, tell you even one more thing. And I'm not that? trying to brag or nothing, but I had a whole extra night in this beautiful hotel room at comic-con and just left it i could have just stayed specifically for this i didn't want to cancel and one of the reasons i didn't want to cancel is because you were gracious enough to do my podcast but furthermore i was replacing somebody on the crank yankers panel who flaked on them last minute and i was like you know what i'm not gonna be that person so bunny ears oh yeah bunny ears yeah that's that's it's always been my dream yeah, exactly. Ever since I was a little boy growing up in the Flower Patch to be on the Bunny Ears podcast. Oh, yes, the Bunny Ears podcast. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. You know who's doing it next week? Who? Uh, well, I mean, at least recording-wise. I'm not right. sure what we're going to air in what order. Right. It's uh, Mr. Bob Saget. Oh, gosh. I know, right? Well, now you're really moving up in the world. I know. What a get. I'm the warm-up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. So uh, uh, do, you, do you have history with Bob? Bob's one of my dear pals. I mean, I consider I, him a, a brother in my life. It seems like everybody on the circuit knows him. Like, well, I mean, just, you know. Bob is is a delight. He's one of the funniest, most sincere, great with advice, grounded, but yet has a giant size ego to match his <laughs> giant size abilities, which have given him a giant size career. So it's all, he, he's earned it all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's all... All the right size, I oh, guess. You know? Yeah, Saget <laughs> is a is a king in the comedy world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just for his stand up, but also just the way he carries himself and cares about other comics and people. And he's a great guy. Did, did they do a um, one of those uh, uh, roasts of Bob Saget? Right. Yeah. The best part about that is that you have me over here, and you couldn't remember the word roast. Yeah, no, no, exactly. No, it's the one. Yeah. Yeah. What's that word? What's People the, call me Jeff that Roast. That's how it's. And then you, what's yeah, the we word? did one. We did one for Sagan, and it was great because. I mean, he's asking for it too. It was a true comedy roast because it was mostly other comedians that really love Bob that showed up. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah, I mean, there's something awkward about like the Justin Bieber ones, like that kind of thing. Like that one feels feels a little awkward where nah, well you know it was a it was a hard-hitting roast yes okay yes hard-hitting i think is the right way to put it yeah but at the same time it's also you okay you look at the old uh, uh, dean martin roasts you know it, it's usually they're roasting their friends like are you friends with justin bieber i became friendly with him 
since then or because of that because of that yeah in the process of him going but usually i really want to be roasted he loves a roast you know he's different he's he was 21 at the time he'd gotten in some you know publicity trouble and other weird stuff and i know this this was his bounce back yeah so i like you know what he seems like a nice kid uh his manager uh was down with it so i was like all right you know what let's do it and then as i got to know him i really started to like him and he even invited me to one of his concerts and i don't know if you've ever seen justin bieber in live in concert i have not did you but it's very emotional you went halfway through the concert i got my period for the first time (laughs) there it is there it is (laughs) yeah yeah no he's uh um yeah uh it's, that's the thing is that I felt like it was a part of his publicity tour or his like kind of yeah well he knew back. he had a good album coming up and you know when and he, you ha- he had bad press and then like yeah, honestly when I heard that they were gonna do a roast of him I was like you know bravo yeah no for real because honestly he's the butt of all the jokes to begin with anyway. I don't see you I don't see you sitting for that kind of treatment but that's what I'm saying like no that's what I mean bravo to yeah. the kid like, you and, know, and, yeah. and he, every time I see him he gives me a hug and says it was the greatest thing that ever happened to him Really? That, that, that's the greatest thing? Well, he loved it, is what he's saying. There you go. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> it, it really did sort of set that album up to, to, like, to blast off. Yeah, no, no, bravo. You also, did you do... Um, I said he was the King Joffrey of pop. <laughs> there you go. I said, uh, I said, everybody, Justin, everyone's been pointing their fingers at you lately. And those are just lesbians telling the barber how they want their haircuts. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, there you go. I had some good ones. You know, that's that, that, that's yeah, you did good. You did good. Who would have known? <laughs> Who would have known? The king of roasts. <laughs> See, now now you're on now you're on board. Yeah, now now I'm on the trolley. You pretty much have done almost all of the Comedy Central roasts. So Not all is... of them, but most of them. We have Alec Baldwin next up. That one's happening. That one's happening in the fall. It's gonna be really really fun he's asking for it he really he really is he's a good sense of humor actually yeah yeah um i don't know him well we're neighbors in new york so i know him you know sort of a little bit we're friendly but uh i'm curious to see uh what his rebuttal will be because he's a very funny guy and outspoken guy well he's uh he's actually one of the few people who has the uh i say it's the culkin punch card Mm-hmm. Uh, he's worked with Kieran and Rory and Mac. Wow. Yeah. So he's actually gotten all three of us. What did you guys do together? Uh, we actually did the Gaffigan show together. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, it, it, it's funny. Gaffigan, the way he would write those scripts, where it's kind mm. of just like he'd write a script for me, essentially, and say, Macaulay Culkin and random celebrity. And then I could tell Alec Baldwin got Alec Baldwin and random celebrity. Right. And it'd be the same scene. Right. And next thing you know, we're together. And here's the thing. Okay, Alec Baldwin has a rep a little bit of being eh, not necessarily difficult per se, but just kind of just... Uh, Intense. Abrasive, maybe. Right. Put it that way. Intense, yes. So uh, um, here's the thing. is that Every time I've interacted with him... Okay, there are people in this world, when they see me, they uh, uh, sometimes they turn into a nine-year-old. Because they see the nine-year-old in me. Right. So next thing you know, like, and Alec Baldwin's one of those kind of people. Who huh. was like, when they saw him on the call sheet, 
people are like, oh, God, it's Alec Baldwin. Oh, God, he's going to, you know, he's going to be a dick or whatever. And as soon as he sees me, he's like, oh, my God, here's my wife. Here, here, please see my wife. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like, you know and just he turns into a nine-year-old every time he sees me because he only sees me as a nine-year-old, um, which actually totally works and stuff like that. So it, he's actually like, honestly, I, you know, I've never worked with him outside of those bounds, but he's been a treat and a delight. Every time I've seen that guy. I love that. So that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go hard on him. Yes. No, go for him. I'm going to go hard. Are you kidding me? The dude's asking for it. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, like, listen, I, uh, I I, actually have love and admiration for the guy for the same time. Yeah, no, no. He's... Hey, it's a roast, bro. He, he can handle it. Well, that's the thing. You're freaking king, king of the roasts right here. I Look love that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I mean. I mean, is that something you cultivated, or I mean, did that just fall in your lap? Nothing falls in your lap. Come on. What I'm asking is, is that did it just fall on you after a particular roast, or uh, did it just happen? Um, no, it was very gradual. Yeah, it was very, very gradual. I never knew where it was leading to, or if it was ever going to be worth it, or or if roast would stay in vogue, if roast could be more meaningful than just making fun of celebrity in a tuxedo like it all was always there were always questions <laughs> there was always sort of a, an unknown that i was working towards but i just loved the roast so much that i was willing to take whatever kind whatever came with it because you know when you make fun of people you can tend to have a reputation for being mean or or hurting yeah, people's feelings yeah. and i guess i've stepped on a few toes over the years but for the most part i have mostly friends in the in the business i don't have too many people that are too mad at me yeah <laughs> it's hard though yeah no shit because yeah. a lot of times i'll think of jokes that are way too mean for the situation i was gonna ask you what your process is i mean like for real like okay like you got i mean just put something on a platter like john stamos okay okay you got john stamos like oh, we're gonna do a roast to him. john stamos is an easy one because the only times i've ever roasted john stamos are when he specifically asked me to roast him at his birthday party or his wedding. So when you have that sort of invite, it's a license to kill. Okay, how about you can, Miley Cyrus? That would that would be... Okay, someone you haven't met before, really, right? That would be fun. Okay, yeah. So they put that in, on your platter, right? Yeah. They put that, you know... So how, what's your process? No, for real. Like, I mean, do you just like sit there and just like go through things? Do you go through the Wikipedia no, well, page? Like for right do you, now, do you, do you have a team that you bounce things for off right, of? For right, all that. For right now, for Alec Baldwin, yeah, I have an Alec Baldwin keychain on my keys. My cousin Ed, who you've met actually, buys yeah. stuff off Amazon. He, we have a there's an Alec Baldwin big uh, shirtless hairy poster in my driving spot right where I park my car in my garage <laughs> there's Alec Baldwin movies and DVDs all over the house uh, are these just constant reminders for you to no, like, it's, write jokes it's method roasting i'll read his i'm going to read his book i'm going to watch roasting. i'm going to watch his movies i'm going to go deep into Alec Baldwin's body of work and what makes him roastable and so, so you just go through that, and then I watched the Hunt for Red October the other day. Right. Yeah, and, it's, and it doesn't hold up for me. Really, it doesn't. I mean, I've actually of all those Jack Ryan movies, yeah. it's, it's still my favorite. Uh -huh. you know? I mean, it's also kind of weird that that uh, 
you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, Sean Connery is the only yeah. person that doesn't have a Russian accent. It's crazy. Yeah, he's doing full brogue. I actually enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> See, there you go. See? <laughs> yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I, know. I was getting in roast mode. You know how it is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What, do you have any Jack Ryan jokes? I'm not, I'm not saying, say, uh, listen, I know you're That's saving material. That's a good material. area. I'm just saying, you're, you're saving material, obviously. But, yeah. gonna, uh, but, you know, this is the research. I still have some weeks before the show. So this is the part where I'm still in the research and development. Like, what am I, what am I really roasting here? Alec Baldwin is very accomplished. Yeah. And I've seen him on Broadway and plays and stuff. So I can speak as a fan. Yeah, exactly. I'm speaking as a fan. Yeah. But I mean, so... I mean, so you you bounce things off of your your boys like that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Not just boys, boys and girls, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like yes, I yeah. I, I mean, I mean a, a unisexual boys. Yeah, but yes, of course, yes. I understood what you meant, but I'm making it clear that I try to bring in the fans' perspective, and you know, especially with Alec Baldwin, he's such a heartthrob. You know, from way back in the day, he was on like Knots Landing and shit like that. Like, like you really want to tap into what made him a sex symbol and. And, and and how he he's just barely better looking than the other three Listen, brothers. My, my my website money is it's it's over sixty percent women and same thing with our uh, our demographics or analytics like when it comes to ladies. So imagine 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 uh, well in writers room now you have to realize you have to go out of your way to explain that you have a diverse writers room because if you don't people will quit assume you don't. Yeah, and I, I and, you, and comics get criticized for that. And, I mean, because it is kind of a white men's profession, right? I mean, that that's that that's that's every the movie was always every, was always you know Jewish guys in a in a comedy writers yeah. room. So, are you Jewish? I am. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, Jewish, but I wouldn't say I'm a practicing. Jew. You're eth ethnic Jewish kind Correct. of thing. Like yes, yeah. Love uh, bagels and uh, uh, yeah. I spit when I talk. Okay, so. I, I, Listen, like I actually don't do this with my guests, like Wikipedia their pages. I did not do that with you. You're not Boston, New Jersey. Ah, uh, see, that's what I thought. Like that's oh, I was gonna get close. That's like because you're not New York and you're not Boston and you're not Philly. I went to college in Boston. Uh, there you go. Where'd so you I go? I lived there for four years. Where'd you go? Boston University. You went to BU. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was a film major with a minor in political science. Mm. How's that? Uh, how's that minor? Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's good. It fuels comedy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know, I, I, I you can't talk about. You have to talk about all all things. So it's good. I thought it would be good to have a well-rounded education. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yes, I mean that goes for everybody out there in the bunny ears community. Make sure you have a well-rounded. Well, like I education. went to film school, right? You can understand, like, and yeah. then and then immediately when you get there, they make me take like biology and and spanish and political science and all these other classes and i'm like wait i did this in high school these are not the classes i'm good at chemistry like i want to i want to follow the film program and write and and direct and those kinds of things and then i thought i did this in high school yeah yeah then you get into it and you realize oh you know what you can't make films about making films. You have to make films about chemistry and Spanish and history yeah. and political science. It's and like, oh, shit, they're trying to make you a well-rounded individual. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it took a minute to figure that out when I was a kid, but eventually I added political science to my film major, and but also, it's paid off because I, I, I love thinking about politics. 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. It's it, anything that makes you a well-rounded person makes you well-rounded. What about you? What so, do you get your news? Do you do you get it off the internet? Do you no, watch? I, I, it's, I, I look at Yahoo's. My like, you know, like I look at that. Maybe I don't know. Like, listen, all the news right now nowadays is is commentary on things. I mean, if you didn't look me up before your podcast, I can't imagine you're researching the the uh, the the top 20 people running for the democratic no, no there's 20 of them i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait a minute i'm gonna, I'm just gonna wait this out so just a second i've heard of this person this person but eh, give it a second I'm gonna sit it out. Uh, sometimes i read the headlines and some things like that but here's what i'll say is i used to like i used to be a news junkie yeah and then it became um very much an us versus them kind of situation like you know especially i guess cnn and fox is the, the perfect kind of dynamic kind yeah. of thing and how about this how about you just tell me the news don't tell me how to think about the news i love that yeah and that's exactly what yeah i've been looking for is like so look honestly look I, tell I look, me what happened don't tell me how i'm supposed to feel I'll, about it i'll look at the ap feed that's what i'll do it's like no tell me tell that's me a, if such what, a good idea what happened over there and right. boom stop telling me looking you know, at how donald trump thinks about it or right, whatever. right 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 it's you know it's it, it, it's a big turnoff News isn't news anymore. I mean, it's the movie network. It's network, except, like, come to fruition. You know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When, when, at what point in your life were you a news junkie? Eh, probably early 2000s. I mean, I mean, we're talking, you know, I guess 15 years ago. Something yeah, like that. yeah. But, you know, remember CNN headline news? Yeah. Remember they had the little scroll at the bottom? Yeah. And that was a, that was a novel, unique thing? Yeah. And it was just literally just literally the headlines, you know, just like, you know, like not who responds. It was kind of just like, yeah, bombing and so and so. And then yeah. boom, it's gone because now we have Twitter and a 24 hour. It's almost like a 25 hour news cycle. Exactly. Because like, there's more there's they have to leave some. It's just anything's a story. No, it's like, you know, thank you, Anderson Cooper, for your opinion on this. But, like, yeah. you know, for real, at the end of the day, like, you know, I kind of just want to figure out how I feel about these kind of things. And I understand editorials, but, like, you know, the old school kind of newspaper format, which was, here are the things that happened, and now here's an editorial that tells you... That I'm the- glad you're saying this, because I think it, it's important to remember. Yeah. News used to be much more objective. News, news used to be news. And that is something that I learned in my well-rounded education at boston university oh right there you go yeah uh do you ever hear that 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 rumor which is not true not rumor but whatever it's a uh, news is northeast west south no it's all directions north you know yeah, yeah. northeast west south that's what news stands for and you know what no that actually it just I like that yeah i, I kind of like that too but it's also it's a fallacy it's not it's not I'm going to figure out a better right. logic for for that to be true. There's got to be a reason. Yeah. Uh actually this is a good spot for us to take a uh quick no. break. It's a well, well, you know, why? Because I cuz it cuz I have I I've done dynamic what do you do, ads. Commercials? Dynamic ads. You read them? You have to read them now? No, no, no. I no. Read them later? No. Someone else uh, is going to I do it. I went from pants. You've been wearing pajamas. I know, but like, that's you, the thing. This is why I never leave my house. I want all the listeners to know that Mac is dressed like he's going to paint the bathroom in his new house. I know. And you know what? I dress like this every day. I only leave my house maybe about once a week, and I dress like this. He dressed like, he's dressed like an assistant yoga instructor. And honestly, the whole time he's describing it, I'm just touching my legs. He's literally, I'm not even kidding, he's wearing a pink headband yep. to get his hair out of his face. Yep. A Devo Sawa. Devin Sawa. 
t-shirt. Mm-hmm. What is that? Oh, he's an actor. And he's wearing flannel Christmas snowman pajama bottoms. No, no. I'm going to correct you. It's my girlfriend's Christmas snowman pajamas. Right. It's July. <laughs> yep. So he's been, he, he either doesn't care what he wears or he hasn't changed since Christmas. <laughs> so listen, I took cut to a stupid ad. All right. Uh, 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 if, if you guys are in a different market, you guys actually won't get any ads. So like, we'll actually just pick up exactly where we left off. So. Hello, and welcome to Meditation Minute. I'm your guide, Louis Prada. Come with me as we take a journey to the wild side of being calm. After perusing the internet for a few hours to figure out what people like, since according to my download numbers, it's clearly not this show, I've determined that people love pranks. I'm out here in the street getting ready to prank an unsuspecting stranger with a surprise meditation. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Okay, okay, wait, here, here we go. There's, there's a guy right up ahead, it's gonna be so good. Ready? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I pranked that guy so good. Oh, oh you should have seen the look on his face. He was like, oh, what? <laughs> he was like, oh, is, is this guy meditating here? Now? Really? <laughs> oh, 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 what a rush. Oh, my God. That's so much fun. Okay, okay, okay. I think I got, I got another good one here. There's a lady right here. I'm going to prank her. Ready? Okay, here we go. Hey. Hey. What did the dyslexic cow say? What? Oh. What? <laughs> oh, she got tainted. Oh, she got tainted so hard. Oh, 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 there's another guy. There's another guy right here. Okay, wait. I'm going to, I'm going to do him right now. Ready? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> hey, man. How you doing? Uh, not bad yourself. I'm all right. I'm all right. Hey, are you meditating near me? Uh, uh, I, I, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. So you're gonna come into my personal space and soak up all my spiritual energies? It, it was, it was just a, a joke. Oh, so the practice of reconnecting with my center and relinquishing all attachments is just a joke to you? No, 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 no. You, I, I'm a guided meditation instructor. Hey, 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 don't swing at me. It's just a prank. It's just a prank. Prank? Yeah, from my meditation podcast. I'm Louis Prada. Meditation Minute. Maybe you know it? Oh, yeah. I know you. Now I really want to hit you. Come here. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. No. Get over here and get your ass. Get over here. I hope this guy of meditation is you the serenity you seek. Get over here. My name is Louis Prada. This has been Meditation Minute. I was like, no, no. Come on. Here I am A bunny is <laughs> Sorry I'm late Thank God I'm here Thank God you're here <laughs> Max wearing pajamas there's a gnome in the middle of the lawn all by itself. It's a gnome alone. <laughs> Here I am. In the yard. <laughs> Why are you 
dressed like a... Anyway. Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we, 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 we took this time on this break, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, just, uh... Jeff Ross decided to tune my guitar. I wanted to tune your guitar because I was here when you bought this guitar at the Scleroderma Research Foundation benefit that Bob Saget was hosting. Because I, I, I'm reminded as I look at his autograph on the guitar, it's also autographed by Taylor Swift and and uh, John Mayer, and John, John Stamos, and uh, um, Bob Nor Saget himself, yeah, Norman Lear, Norman Lear. And you know what I did when I came home? Yeah, I signed it myself. Um, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, it looks yeah, like. And also, I got Esther Pavitsky. You I, know Esther? You know little of Esther? Of course. Yeah, uh, I just had her on last week. Yeah. Yeah. She's no. a good friend of mine. I saw her last night. Oh, yeah, no. She's a yeah. ball and a biscuit. Yeah. You know, she's uh, doing the show Dollface with uh, my lady uh -huh. and Kat Jennings uh -huh. right oh, now. Oh, cool. And looking at yeah, no, she's she's fun. She, she was uh, actually an episode of their show and... Uh, yeah, no, she was actually one of the few people who actually like would play with me on set. Oh, really? Like, yeah, improvise kind of thing. That's just yeah. very funny, super funny. We worked together at the comedy store. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of her her home. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah, because I, I saw I saw uh, I guess her I guess it was like a ten fifteen minute kind of like her you know that routine something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. She never took her coat off. Right. It was great. She just walked up. She was like, oh, hey, good to see you. And then she yeah. just walked up in her coat. It's a stop by. It's a yeah. drive by. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, so how'd you get into comedy? How did I get into it? Yeah, man. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> so you're naturally hilarious. <laughs> it's like everybody's a comedian. Everybody busts balls. And you have to be able to take a joke and have thick skin. You got to be able to dish it out and take it but i mean none of those people actually like get up on stage and actually freaking do it you know what i'm saying oh. like you know yeah so like i mean what's oh, the difference well, between you and everyone else i i had a friend in my life i mean i i, needed, I was looking for a creative outlet i was not really sure what i wanted to do and what i wanted to be i was a creative person with no mission essentially no outlet sort of all over the place and uh my buddy Mark Chapin, my college buddy, suggested a stand-up comedy class taught by uh, a guy named Lee Frank, who's a comedy writer. And uh, I liked it right away. It was a, an outlet. It was just a way to teach so you the class and express actually, and myself. It and it worked? Yeah. Yeah? Just trying out of five minutes of jokes at the class. and you tight five? Yeah. And then not a tight five, a sloppy, terrible <laughs> five. <laughs> sloppy five. And then, and then that evolved into trying it at open mics and eventually getting on stage in front of strangers and eventually getting opening spots and paid gigs. And okay, here I am. There? Here I am. Yeah, that's what I mean. It gets bigger and it's, bigger. It's day by day, though. It, it doesn't even get bigger. It grows. Well, you know, like well, it I mean, grows, that, I mean, it, it expands. I mean, that's, yeah. that's another way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But it never feels, you never feel, you never feel the increments. They barely. You you really have to take your time and enjoy those moments. Otherwise, they kind of they're, they're, they're small. You have to really learn to recognize but them. But there also must be those times where all of a sudden you're headlining your own thing, though. I mean, yeah. like, you must feel like yeah, like oh, uh, you know, I've gone from you know third spot to second spot, right. You know, first spot. And like, those you know, are, the, 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 I mean, like those those are moments that you can actually mark. Right. It, I I I don't make a big deal. Usually, I'll I'll, I'll make a mental I, note. I, I can tell you're being modest because if you make a big thing out of it. When things go bad, it puts too much. Yeah, 
I always I always try to enjoy the process, and I I mean that I never get too happy when things are going well. So when they go bad, I never get too sad. So I try to like mark the good things. Think of, like I, like thirty years in comedy now. April first was my thirtieth anniversary, so I did mark that with a congratulations with a little get together. But for the most part, I remember every gig, every night, every joke. So it's like a, watching a drip fill up a a swimming pool do you enjoy more the times that the joke landed more than you do remember the times where you fucking bombed (laughs) where you fucking bombed like hard as balls that's a great question um which one do you No, honestly when you're laying down in bed the bombs the bombs that's what i thought yeah because those are scars yeah right Yeah, yeah You know, every now and then you lay back and you think about your favorite orgasm, but those scars, they don't go, they, they, they don't <laughs> yeah. fade. They're always right there on the top of the uh, top of your body, top of your mind, top of your skin. So you remember those bombs, yeah. No, it does the same thing to me. I, I, yeah, I made fun of some lady at Comic-Con. I went a little too far. I could feel it. And I was Ooh. Like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you cut her a little too deep kind of thing? Yeah, I asked her. She got up to ask a question, and I asked her what her her cat's name was, just like randomly. <laughs> she looked like a cat lady, and she stopped mid sentence and started crying. Oh my god! Because I guess her cat just died. Was that today? Yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, lady, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Sorry, cat lady. <laughs> like, no. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, but you still remember those ones from when you were. A kid on stage. Yeah, you remember that more yeah. than when you first. Yeah, you remember those rough spots. It. Yeah, no, I, I mean, but I, you remember those early laughs too. If I didn't get laughs right away the first time, I know I don't know if I would have had a second night. You know, I like I, I really fed off the sound of the crack of the laugh. It's like getting a hit in a baseball game or something. You know. Yeah. You know, when you get a big laugh, it's like swoosh. You hear that? It's like sports. Cool. Do that again next Swoosh. week. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or in an hour when you do the late show. And when did you decide to like actually like do this thing? No, go on the road to the whole thing that you actually like. You know, like yeah, like just it just, took justify me. this. It took me. I never, it, I never justified it. I always thought of it as a hobby, but 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 uh, it was an escape from having to get some kind of normal corporate job or production no, no job. cubicles for you okay. yeah. yeah and and if or more like i would have had a job at a, either doing something like that in sales or i would have been uh you know in the catering business i was gonna say what would you have done right i would have been in the catering business really yeah probably yeah yeah you like to cook my no but my whole family <laughs> my, my whole generations of of my family were caterers it just would have been easy it yeah. would have been that just would have been what i would have been doing so i'm like <laughs> I have to do something, and comedy was like an escape almost. It was like a gravitational pull of like, oh, I can express myself creatively. I can have a social life. Maybe I'll meet women. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll uh, have a, a way to like get out of New Jersey. Yeah, nothing wrong with New Jersey, but I knew there was more. <laughs> oh my yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so they say it takes a uh, ten years. Ten you years. You hold on, we're being bombed by the Russians. <laughs> yeah, right. Here we go. Here's a plane. Actually, I Mother, have, do you think they'll like this song? Actually, we're like a, living in a Pink Floyd album. There was actually a low-flying military plane came over our house today. 
And really? Had nothing to do with me. I'm ninety percent sure. Right. Ninety. You know. But uh, uh, yeah. No, we got a little bit of that going on earlier on today. So yeah. But uh, they say it takes ten years for uh, a setup to find their feet. Do you find that true? Say a comic ten years. Yeah. yeah to yeah, find yeah. their feet. Yeah. And for some, I think it takes longer. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes they. Uh, so I've seen comics work through an entire persona to get to who they really are going to be on stage you know it's fascinating sometimes like especially if you have a character yeah or something like that yeah, yeah a character or some people will stop or start talking about politics or they'll have a near-death experience and suddenly their comedy evolves you saw that with tignataro who got sick mm -hmm. and that became the fuel for her her act yeah and so that that stuff happens too i mean mm -hmm. i hope that doesn't happen to me in that way I'll, I'm glad I, she's I almost, okay. I, I can almost kill you right now I'm if glad you want she's me to. <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know, you never know where it's going to take you, you know? Mm -hmm. Comedy's great. I mean, there's a lot. And seen, it's hard. Have you seen the people that have come, like, you know, like, like sooner than that? Or, you know, like, you know, like that kind of... I mean, did you see, like, Dane Cook on the circuit for, like, 10 years? Of course. Yeah. That's why I, I don't... That's why I'm not a hater. I know how hard Dane works. Yeah. He's out there every night since we're young. Yeah. You know, making it happen. Yeah. You can't take that away from anybody. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly. Like, I, like, I don't care if, who you are. You're not making it unless you really put the work in. Yeah. Being a nice guy helps, I think. And being fair and reasonable with people helps. But also people, I mean, are, are, you know, do you have experience with poaching? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You always hear, you always hear people. Do, do you have any, do you have any example? Well, people stealing my jokes? Uh, what, what's that guy's name? Dan something or other. I don't know. But, uh, but, no, but uh, I never worry too much you've, about you've had, you've, But you've had some poachers? Yeah, and it hurts when you're starting out. But now at this stage, if they steal my thing, they sound like me. And they're not really, that's not really great for them. I mean, is, is that a cardinal sin? Yeah. That's the, that's the cardinal sin. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you should really start poaching from other comedians. Yeah, you're a jerk. Yeah. And everyone knows that. But I mean, is it like, I mean, but the thing is, do you get blackballed though? Some do. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You get a lot less friends if you steal jokes. No one trusts you. Nobody wants to invite you to their festival. Nobody wants you to on their bill. But there's Nobody also, wants to perform while you're in the back of the room. But there's also people who also will still get their freaking, uh, will still get signed. People who don't know about stand-up will still sign so-and-so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, show business is, is crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't put my mind in the. I know. I, I can't put my mind in a, a you, framework I can tell where you don't want to. Uh, no, and, I mean like who would want to? I'm just you saying you don't like, want to, and you don't want to. <laughs> no, I mean I wouldn't want to be a person who steals jokes to get ahead. Like I would just be so tortured by that. But uh, have you ever listened to other comedians and think that like, oh, I can I can build on that? No. 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 You, know, you don't listen to like I don't know like whatever. Uh, no, when I watch a comedian, whether it's a new comedian, usually I think of it as if I can think I can build on that. It's more like I, I see how that person could fit into something. In the future, maybe that I'm doing, I go, wow, that's a unique voice. I could see that person, you know, being on one of the roasts or in the writers' room on one of my shows. Mm -hmm. Like I see people for themselves, not I see comics for their, for their whole persona. 
not just one or two jokes that they do. Honestly, if I really thought about it, I don't even listen to the jokes. I watch like the way they play. I was going to say, how often actually do you watch other comedians? Not I mean, very often. I was going to say, you didn't really strike very me. Very like rarely. But I, but I will sort of casually observe, um, almost like watching the crowd watch them. Yeah. Sometimes. That's what I mean. You, I'll you go in the back the and... Reactions, yeah. And actually I, watching the crowd. I, I, who came to see them? Is it couples? Is it this? Is it that? And, uh, and I get a feel for who they are that way. And when I get their voice, when I start to understand someone's voice, like I can name a dozen comedians I love, but I don't know their jokes. But I know what they're about. I know what they're saying in the world. I know what they're capable of. I know that their their comedy is in a direction that's making the world a safer place. Um, okay, how would you look at it? How do you grow a joke from the ground up? You know, I mean, like, for real, I mean, is it just something that's a, a silly fancy that like runs past your mind where it's like, Oh, here's like, you know, there's a couple ways. N- 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 one way, the easy one is like conversation. Gotcha. You know, someone, you know, I'm in the car driving home from comic con and my buddy and I start talking about Nancy Pelosi yeah. and you know, you just sort of go, whatever comes to your mind. Like you say, like in conversation, like, you know, wouldn't it be crazy if we found out in the Mueller report that she's been fucking Donald Trump this entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you go, well, there's an easy, obvious, twist on nancy pelosi that'll probably get a laugh but if i sit down at a computer or you know with a notebook you know or i'm sitting in the shower going like you know um nancy pelosi like i really admire her uh but i I do think she's slipping up in a couple places i my mission right now is to write a joke about nancy pelosi then it would be a much more thoughtful planned out thing you know and you, and you feel like you feel like you can do both yeah some of it's off the cuff, and yeah. some of it's actually like constructed. Right, where you're in the shower with your laptop, right, writing the thing. Well, you just I, <laughs> if it's a good joke, I don't need to write it down. Yeah, if it's a really good joke, like I have a couple in my head that I can't do today for Alec Baldwin already. I yes. know I'm not going to forget them. Yes, like gotcha. they're so priceless to me. I almost don't say them to my friends even. Yeah, because you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't you want don't... anyone involved with the roast hearing my hearing my takes. Yeah. It's fun. It really is like going to battle. Yeah, believe me, I, I have a tight, I have a nice tight five, and you know what? Most of my friends around me already know my tight five already at this point. Like, the you know, next time David Tell and girlfriend. I, when David Tell and I are doing bumping mics next time in Hollywood, you really have to come. All right, fine. We would we would totally rock star it up with you, man. All right, It'd cool. Be so fun. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> it would be so fun because you can hold your own. You have a sense of humor. Oh, it, actually, it was one of those things where it was the first time we met was at the uh, Scleroderma. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And it was, went outside to have a smoke together. Right. right. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, uh, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And it was, uh, yeah. We were all dressed up at the Beverly Fancy Hotel. I'm the Beverly Fancy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, uh, you went outside for a smoke and you, like, you were like, oh, you're a funny guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Well, you like, were cracking me up. Well, praise from Caesar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, there you go. Like, yeah. Yeah, believe you me. were cracking me up. Yeah, believe me. I, I, I went home and I was like, honey. Jeff Ross thinks I'm funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she said, who's Jeff Ross? <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Ross. Oh. oh, oh, that Ross. Oh, yeah. so you did Wikipedia me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I... That's all the research you did, how to spell my name. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I still don't know how to spell it. It's real working out for still you. Still don't even know how to spell it. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. 
Um, so anything else you're working on right now? I mean, just like, you know, I mean, I know you're working on the Alec Baldwin. Because you tour. I mean, you yeah. probably tour all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I start again in, in August. Um, I'll be in Bow, Washington. I'll be in Charlotte in the fall. I'll be in Huntington, New York at the Paramount Theater. They're all bumping mic states. So I'm like in a band, basically, with David Tell. Yeah. Where we go on together. Oh, okay, cool. We're like Donnie and Marie. How's David Tell? I've actually never met the guy. He's the greatest. Yeah, he seems like an East Coaster drunkard. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I think we'd probably get along. Yeah. You know? His uh, his mind, he, he literally thinks in punchlines. <laughs> and yeah. he's amazing. He's really, truly fucking amazing. And he raises my game, and I love him to death. Isn't that great when you're actually with somebody... You can kind of ping pong. Yeah. Just who's the funniest guy in the room, and it's, you know, it's one of upsmanship. Yeah, and he always wins, which is which I'm okay with because he should win. Like he's the best, and the reason I do it is because he's the best. You know, but it's like when you play tennis with a great tennis player. When Dave is like on fire, like sometimes I just literally step off to the side of the stage sit in a chair and just watch him just like rat a tat 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 go he's amazing <laughs> i'm stretching i know i know you you stood up during this i'm like, at one with my the, surroundings oh right it, it was like it was i thought like there was something about david tell that made you want to stand up oh yeah. maybe you're right yeah i know i, I missed know. him so much i started to go into like performing bumping mics mode but did you notice i gave you the, the 10 foot mic so you can actually go anywhere you want, really, like in I this backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I shit in the hot tub? Um, honestly, our pool guy came yesterday, so I wait. would probably wait. I'd, All I'd right. Wait, you know. But honestly, we actually also got a new uh, little uh, pool net thing. Is that a barbecue cover, or is Vern Troyer buried in there? Oh, look, look at you! Look at you! Are you already? <laughs> no, I'm roasting him. <laughs> hey. hey see i told you you gotta do it you gotta riff with us i love it yeah uh, i'm gonna um, charge my phone on your charger okay how about this this is actually a perfect time for a break and you can do some downward dog in my backyard why do you keep taking breaks because i have to I, are you I, doing I, a bump in the bathroom no we do bumps no no we do bumps for the fucking uh, for the podcast and like you know like every 20 minutes i do this Who sponsors thing. this fucking podcast we it's a thing Hold on, i'll explain it to you after this bump all right <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna light this for you We're in California. This is totally legal. <coughs> totally legal? <coughs> totally legal. You're not supposed to snort a joint. <coughs> Are you okay? It's legal. <coughs> yeah, no, I'm fine. What about those pajamas? Are those legal? Yeah, no, they're totally legal. <coughs> yeah, there we go. So, uh, <coughs> Jeff Rust, you're a comedian, right? <laughs> yeah. I used to be till today. Yeah, exactly. And then he just gave up. Was this, was this, now I'm the uh, rabbit tail on bunny ears. <laughs> How many dates do you do, do you do a year? Well, Sheila, Laura, <laughs> Tanya. Oh, it was, this is Mambo number five? Is, yeah. that, is that what you're talking? A little bit of Cleveland's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> a little t- <laughs> I'll be in Huntington October 4th. <laughs> How, many do, How many dates do you do a year? Um, it varies. I go, when I'm in, when I'm on, when I'm in California or New York, I'll go on, you know, probably like even three, four, five nights a week just when I'm home. Yeah. But then when I'm touring, sometimes I'll go out like 
it's never more than a couple nights in a row. And I, I would say I probably do like 100 gigs a year. So, yeah. So, I mean. Maybe not I, even. You, you're talking about foreign gigs. Oh, I've done foreign gigs too. Well, I'm just saying, like, nights on the road. Nights, yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not, like 100. How, how many? Yeah, about 100 nights a year. Yeah. You're not sleeping in your own bed. How right. about that? Right. So that's about right? Yeah. So yeah, so probably yeah. less, probably less. That's probably it's probably less than that. Okay, so yeah, but, real, but here's what, here's the, here's the deeper here. issue is that I've purposely and and never added it up. People always say, "How much time do you?" People always been and I've and I've asked myself that question and go, you know what? I think I don't want to know. I love it, and if I start analyzing it uh, as a uh, this objective chart i might it might make me paranoid it's an objective adult and i'll go oh i'm not getting enough out of my my life and my house and and i miss new york and why am i by coastal and but the truth is i really do love being a comedian when i take a gig it's because i really want to do that gig or be in that place i was gonna say like i mean like i don't do stuff i don't want to do anymore yeah exactly and like what's your version of settling down Ooh. i mean are you already kind of like you feel like you're kind of there, or like what do you what do I you mean, want? What do you I, want, man? What do you want? I, I I feel like I'm not settled down. No, I feel like I'm still in uh, the. What do you want? Okay, in still your, sort of swimming upstream. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know. That's how I feel. One day, lady, would I love lady to house dog pool like all that. I'd kind of love stuff, to retire. Know? A lot of people say, "Oh, they want to do comedy till they're old." I would love to meet somebody who 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 has their own says like. Uh, let's live in uh, New Jersey for a while, or Cleveland, or Paris, mm-hmm. and or or she has a career, and I have to stay home and take care of everything else. I'd be totally fine with that. Well, what would you like to do in your in, in, like at in the end of your life? I mean, like, look, we've. I think I might want to breed cats. Oh, yeah. Like honestly, like yeah. Look out, like the twilight of my life. I'm actually going to have a little like cat breeding center. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll make a homepage. For it and well, everything, have... it'll be great. You know, like, I like, love you know, that. Yeah. When you're old, yeah. Like, like so. Wh- then we have that in common because I also want to be surrounded by pussy. Hey, look at you and shabang. Do you still actually have like a um, like any kind of like retirement plan? No. no, no, no. My accountant could be ripping me off. I could. Any, I, I don't understand investments very well. No, no. But also, look. But no, yeah, do I save money? I believe I do. No, no, no. Uh, uh, forget about the financials. Yeah. I'm talking about actually what you want to do. An like, exit strategy. No, no. Just what you want to do to make you happy. Like, do you? Want, I do like. Do you want I, a garden? I do. Lo- yeah. Do you want a garden? That's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. do you want to tend yeah. flowers? Yeah. I'm not talking about any kind of financial I incentive. See. I see. Like, what do you want to do in the twilight? I of would your like life? to be able to sit around with uh, a big family and. Uh, sometimes and sit around with a bunch of comics the rest of the time. Yeah, but if like you've been around grandpas. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes hanging out with grandpas. I loved hanging out with my grandpa. Yeah, but you know, real. Uh, sorry, I was like, yeah, but you did. did. Do you actually want to hang out with your grandpa? Like, well, uh, most people when you actually watch right. them, it's like oh, old people are old people. And like, how often did you hang out with your grandpa? All the time. Best friend. Really? Every yeah, day? Every like, day. Or, like, or like, for real? We live together. <coughs> it's fucking awesome, actually. No, my, no, my, I, my, my childhood was very lumpy, so. Oh, really? So I, yeah. My parents passed away when I was a teenager. So my grandfather, I was 14 and 19. Oh, so it wasn't like they weren't, together right it was was it one was sick and one was stupid accident 
drugs accident yeah yeah yeah. i was being polite (laughs) so you know my grandfather stepped in to become a very vital person in my teenage years yeah and even after that after college i moved we moved uh, we lived together for a couple of years. I took care of him when he was sick, and he was very encouraging with me starting name? comedy. Jack. Jack. Pop Jack. Pop Jack. Great guy. That's the best. Great. Big hands, big catcher mid hands. Oh, was he like a big dude? Yeah. yeah. No, he wasn't even that big, but he was, he kind of looked like your gnome out there. <laughs> he, had that, he had this a kind big of, man this big that. face, his big cheeks and barrel chest and I got stung by a cactus, but um, normally I have his ring on, his, which is a steel bolt from a submarine from World War II, a Nazi submarine that they took apart. He was in the U.S. He, he fought Coast in the war. Guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was in the Coast Guard, so I don't know how much fighting he did. No, it's actually one of the five. Uh, yeah, uh, but he uh, stayed in Baltimore mostly and worked on these ships and repaired stuff. And 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 I guess the Navy at some point uh, captured a Nazi submarine. And the story goes, and my pop Jack, Emmanuel was his name, he uh, he took this bolt and he like softened it out and he made a ring that he wore his whole life. And then right when he died, he had told me before he died, said, take it off, you know, right be- right after I died, take it off. And I did, and I wear it. How old were you? I was uh, about 24 when he died. Yeah. And you still have it? Yeah. Yeah. I wear it all the time. Well, to prove it, you can see is not wearing it, but you can see the I, outline I, right I, there. I, I can see where the sun yeah. has not hit yeah. your finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to take it off because for some reason I still went to say hi to it and I clipped the cactus. It's been a week and a half and it's still swollen. So I, I just got two new cactuses this week oh. in the house. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're once in the office. They're a lot once, of fun. Uh, yeah. The, Be careful though. Yeah, I, I believe me, I am. But yeah. also, it was my uh, my mother-in-law, even though me and the lady uh, aren't uh, married, but she's my mother-in-law. Yeah. Uh, um, now the she, animals, they won't bump into these prickly cactuses and get hurt. No, no, no. They're all they're all like a, once in the office and once like a, being brought outside. But they all have bunny ears. It oh. literally is just a circle and then just two little Cute. shoots that do look. Cute. And so, like, yeah, she grew these bunny ears cacti. Oh, uh, that's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. So, uh, you got a maid, Mac. You got a maid. Honestly, she loves cleaning the house. I think. Really? She, honestly, I think she actually likes this house more than she likes her own house with her husband and everything. That she wow. loves coming over here, like you know. And you got a mother, a future mother-in-law that you actually like. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, know. and and she brings succulents and cacti and everything. Really? Yes. 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 There you go. Um. Let's see. Will you come to the Alec Baldwin roast? You should come. Yeah. Uh, uh, when is that? Uh, in September. You just do it. Yeah. Record it in September. Yeah. It'll yeah. air a week later. All right. There you go. Yeah. It's going to be great. Okay. Do you actually write jokes for other people during the roast? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Do you kind of come together and yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah. Just fill out people's papers. Well, people will run stuff by me, or, you know, we have a big staff that works with all the talent to make sure everybody crushes it you want all the guests to do well yeah every now and then somebody doesn't but it's their own fault i mean are are you kind of heading like that that writer's room no i'm not the head writer or anything like that i'm a executive producer well, on why? the show okay there you go hey, yeah there it is There's because I, I worry more about my own performance now there's a lot of pressure on me yeah 
Well, it's like the Hollywood Squares thing, where it's kind of like they would have like two answers, and you have Bruce Valanche writing the jokes or something like that yeah. for them. You know, yeah. our, our show, I love Bruce, I, I, and I've worked with... Oh, Bruce you know, is amazing. I, and I've been on Hollywood Squares, but the roast is a different thing. The roast is a cultural moment. It's a blast in that person's career. This is not another day at the office. Like, there's a lot of thought and... You know, I can't say anything yet, but like the people that are going to be on it are going to be really top notch, talented people. Yeah, but also sometimes you get like curveballs of people who are kind of comedic actors, yes, but aren't necessarily comedians, right? Yeah, so well, well, it's fun to see someone's, you know, roast side. Yeah, you let your mean streak come out. Mm -hmm. You'd be great at a roast. Oh, thanks. I agree. You'd be great at a roast. All right, all right, fine. Uh, I know you want to go home. Hold on. I'm There's, fine. Oh, no, get the fuck home, because I know you have, you, you have a gig tonight, you said. Yeah, I'm at the comedy store later. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, we, are we live? Yes, I guess. Come on by the comedy store. Say, so this is probably about like three weeks at 11. ago. Yeah, yeah. Can I sign the guitar? Yes. Oh, yes, yes. So, Am yeah. I the best guest you've ever had? Ever. Ever of all time. With... with, with cheese and cupcakes and everything come see me live folks <laughs> roastmastergeneral.com is where my tickets i was just about to look look at you you're plugging yourself i was gonna ask you to plug yourself and here you are plugging it thanks for making <laughs> it so obvious <laughs> holding it <laughs> thanks for making it so obvious that i plugged my lousy stand-up because i want your fans to come out and i want you to come to the show uh, yes, and I want your fans. Uh, you want my fans. We all want, you know. And, 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 and we'll, you know, we'll, get, we'll, check, we'll check your improv skills up on stage. Oh, fuck biscuits. All right. Well, I'll have the less willing to drink before the podcast, before the improv. What are you drinking? Uh, a Pinot Grigio. It's, it's, it's like Pinot Grigio, but from California. Oh. Yeah. 2018. I know. Oh, oh, big it's, spender. Oh, what an even year. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, listen, we're going to send the fuck off. So uh, anything else you want to plug? No. Thank uh, me for coming over. I know. Hold on. I'm doing a thing. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, believe me, we do some editing. <laughs> Look at you. You should put a sign on the door. Pardon my appearance. Yeah. That should be the name of this podcast. Pardon my appearance. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is, I look great. You look like you're coming from a, a checkup. Yeah, thank, thank you. You look like you just were released from a 50-50 hole this week. Well, you look like, like Moby got sung by a bee, okay? So, uh, yeah. So, uh, we're even. Yes! <laughs> so, we're even. Yes! Thank you for that, man. Thank you. You're welcome. I had so much fun. Voicemail. We're always getting voicemail. I said it's 845 Easy E hoax. It might sound dumb, but it's not a joke. It's 845 Easy E hoax. Motherfucking hoax. That's 845-393-4629. Macaulay, Mitch in Milwaukee. Saw you were here recently. Thanks for the heads up. Uh, really appreciate the uh, text. Um, really appreciate the podcast, doing a great job. Keep up the good work, and uh, try not to suck too many dicks. Tom Green uh, was hilarious. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Nicole Culkin. I love you and your podcast. And, yeah.
Hey, Max. I'm Nick. Just got off work, about to go get drunk. Anyway, later. Suck some dicks. Send pics. Bye. Hey, fuck you too, man. Oh, man, that just felt wrong. Dude, I love you, man. Love what you're doing with the podcast. Uh, my name's Quinn here in Chicago. Really cool that you do this and you're so open and just, like, engaging with the world. And I just think that's brilliant. I love listening to your podcast. And I don't know anybody who doesn't. Keep on keeping on. Find me, gag me, take me to the bunny ranch. You are freaking lumberjack! Oh my god.